You're listening to the Sporting Heroes podcast. My name's Matt Jones and my guest in the studio for this edition of the show is someone I've been really looking forward to speaking to and to finding out a little bit more about him. He is a boxing referee. He's a massive boxing fan as well and he has refereed world title fights, British title fights, huge, huge bouts up and down the UK and he's been abroad as well. It is a warm welcome to the studio to Mark Lyson. Uh, first of all, let's talk a little bit about you and, and your life and career. How did you first get into boxing? Um, well, when I was a kid, like uh, I always loved the boxing. My dad was a big boxing fan. My dad's American, actually. He's not not English. He was in the US Air Force and he come over here. So he wasn't really into football, but he was a big boxing fan. Um, a couple of his brothers boxed in America. And lots of me cousins and stuff have all boxed at a, a decent standard in America. Amateur, but you know, been state champions and uh, fought in the nationals and that. And so I, I was one of the youngest of all the cousins. I'm the youngest in our family, like, and uh, so we used to get all these magazines from America with boxing stuff on. And then my dad used to take me to the stadium, like, to watch, not all the time, but watch fights at the stadium. You know, fortunately, I got to see Conti fight at the stadium and various others. So I just had this love for boxing. And... Um, I actually joined my first boxing club when I was eight in uh, St. Teresa's in Norris Green. Um, no, never competed, like, but we, you know, me and my mates all used to go. And then we'd flit about going to um, other clubs and, and that. And um, when uh, when I got to about 14, I was getting a little bit of bother in, in Liverpool. Like, no, no, just kid stuff. But I think my dad was, you know, a bit aware of what I was doing and wasn't happy. So when I left school, um, he took us to America. We went and lived in America, like uh, uh, up in North Dakota, where there wasn't a great deal up there. Like, <laughs> but um, I I was only there weeks, and I joined the boxing club there, and uh, I I did compete for them, like, and um, yeah, boxing the Golden Gloves and stuff over there, and uh, I come back um, three years later. Well, just uh, coming up to twenty when I come back to uh, England to Liverpool, so. Um, yeah, when I come back, uh, you know, get back with all your old mates. I was living in Croxton then and uh, going into town and doing all the, the things you're doing. But my dad, again, I think he knew I'd been doing all right at the boxing in America and he wanted me to get involved and he took me out to Kirby. And uh, I'd done quite a bit of training out there and used to, you know, the spa and everything else, but never competed for him. I was always, uh, I don't know, just getting out with my mates on the ale and stuff and uh, I, I regret it now like because you keep thinking oh when you were young oh I'll, I'll go back in six months or you know whatever and the years just pile on and before you know it you're, <laughs> you're too old to, <laughs> to do all that you know yeah so uh, I, I still used to go to shows the amateur shows and, and pro shows Everton Park was a big a big feature like for all your pro shows then Um and a lot of a lot of the amateur shows we used to go and watch, you know. And um, I think at one point, it was, obviously, it was too easy, too old to get involved. And I used to go to gyms and knock about in bags and on the pads and all this stuff. But um, I started thinking, oh, I wouldn't mind getting inside the official side. And uh, I think when the first got in touch, they asked, did they want to be a timekeeper or a, um, an inspector? And uh, although I, did, I didn't really know much about the inspector role, which is a massively important role, but I didn't know much about it then, and it, especially when they, they said to me, it's uh, 
it's like the the police of the the boxing world, the eyes and ears, and I thought, oh, that doesn't sound right for me, you know. But um, they, they have a massively important do all the weigh-ins and check the gloves, all, all the all the other stuff. They really good good people, the the inspectors, um, and the timekeeper. I, I I don't know. I just I didn't bother anyway. Uh, a space come up for me to get involved with the um, become a trialist referee. Uh, the process of that, and that's that's how I started off. That was in uh, two thousand and seven when I started becoming a trialist ref. Well, uh, we'll talk about some of the, yeah. what, how you've got it got into that and what you've done since. But I just want to interested to know as well because you kind of span two generations of Liverpool boxing. Then you saw Conte fight, oh, and then fantastic. the next yeah. kind of big cab off the rank, I guess. And there have been plenty in between, but the next big world champion was Tony Bellew. Yeah. So how does boxing in this city compare now to what it was like when Conte was fighting at the oh, stadium? I think it's massive now, massive. I mean, it's always been big and the amateur scene has always been fantastic over the years. But I think the pro game now in Liverpool is probably better than it's ever been. We've got more pros and probably better pros. You know, it, it was great in the 70s and 80s. I was I was only young as well, like, but... Um, Conti is my favourite British boxer ever. I think Conti is just fantastic. He, he really was. Anyone who's never seen him, if you watch some of his fight, when he fought Chris Finnegan and everything, when he won the title, you know, he, he was, he was fan, fantastic. When he fought Chris Finnegan, that was for British, European and Commonwealth. And he fought him twice, beat him twice. And he just had everything about him. He was, uh, he, you know, he could mix it up, but he, he, he had that aggressive side as well. He could, you know, people often accused him of putting his head in and all that, but he, he had it all, everything about him, all the tools. I mean, he was a fantastic amateur as well. He was a, I think he was ABA champion two or three times, different weights, won the Commonwealth Games, and then he turned pro at 19. I mean, he had a short career when, really, he, he uh, retired at 29, Like, but he, he had a, you know, you might have read stuff, he had a bit of a tough career outside the ring as well, you know, where he liked to paint and stuff as well, apparently, yeah. But yeah, now and and over the years, you know, we've had we've had other great ones that you know Shane Airy like and uh, Andy Holligan and all, all that. I mean, I went to that fight at Stanley Park in uh, must have been late nineties, about ninety seven, ninety eight, whatever it was. The knocking apart, what a what a night, you know. It's great for me. I was living in Anfields, round the corner. Um, but yeah, we've we've always had some great boxers, and I say the amateur scene. We've had some brilliant amateurs over the years, like and still have, and I say really good top pros now, winning titles and stuff. You know, maybe not all world titles, but you know, British is is a pinnacle for a British boxer to to pick up the Lonsdale belt is is just fantastic. I mean, but even ones not on that level who were just fighting on the small all shows and. You know, we we do have some really entertaining boxers out there, like, and it's a it's a tough, tough sport as well. Not, and I don't just mean this deciding the the ring. The a lot of these kids have got to sell tickets. You know, they're on ticket deals. They've got to get out there selling tickets. Social media is massive now for them to try and put, you know, where uh, what's the word portray themselves or whatever. You know, where um, to sell tickets and everything and all the other things that go with it, the diet and. and missing parties and everything you know if they want to be dedicated which in boxing you've got to be it's not a, a team sport where you can go missing for 10 minutes you've got to be on the on the ball every every year uh, every round like if you if you want to make it in this game like uh. before we get on to your sporting heroine uh, let's talk about 
being a boxing referee. What's it yeah. like? You're basically the guy who's got to decide when someone has been punched too much that they can't continue. Yeah, it's. Um, I, I love it, to be honest. Like, but, you know, you're always going to get some criticism and, uh, and sometimes it's justified, of course. You know, everyone's got an opinion, even on the score, and it's a subjective sport. It's, it's not like football where a ball crosses a line and it's a goal. You know, you're, you're scoring a, a round on, on what you, you, you think's won that round. I mean, you could have different opinions. I could like a, a boxer who's doing a lot of stuff on the back foot, nice little cute shots and everything, but you could like the aggressor and, you know, we, we could score two or three rounds completely differently and it looked like a big split and it's been a close fight but so it, it's subjective that way but I, I love it yeah it's um, it's it's my passion like boxing like, I, I love it you know when I got involved with the referee inside it was more um, just to get to the shows and I wasn't paying and I'm sat here <laughs> watching the, the fights like and uh, it, it was great and then as obviously I've progressed there fortunately um, I'm getting on the bigger shows now and stuff I mean I've just been very fortunate. In December, I went over to New York for um, a Judge of World title fight in uh, the Brooklyn Centre in in uh, New York, which was you know big honour for me. Like, but uh, first scouser to do so, yeah. weren't you? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I think I've been told that. Like, yeah, um, I got told it was the first to, to referee a world title. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, um, I know um, what's it called? Uh, done it years ago, but he was from over the water. But he, you know. He was a, he, his career was obviously a lot better than mine. He was British champion and everything. Um, terrible, I can't think of his name now as well. What the hell? One of the Maccateers? Uh, no way. Uh, oh, Jesus. Oh, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't remember the name now. <laughs> It'll come to you at yeah. about five past five. Oh, when yeah, I'll, I'll be finished. having a pint in a bit. And I'll be saying, oh, I should have said that. But yeah. you'd think of some of the, the great fights that you've had as well. Also, you just talked uh, mentioned social media. And obviously, social media is great from the, the boxer's perspective because it can help them build that profile to sell tickets. You're on social media. You've had these big fights. Since uh, you started then in 2009 to now, when social media is so much bigger, yeah. has it made it harder because of social media? And you will have people going, he's wrong, he's wrong, he's wrong. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is, that. I mean, you've got to take criticism. If you, if you, I think to be an official in any sport, you're going to get criticism. Criticism. I've I've gone to football all my life. Not so much recently because of the boxing, but you know we've always slagged referees off. It's it's part and parcel. You know. I mean, I don't even like this far now, but <laughs> but uh, it, it's yeah, it is what it is. I mean, it's and sometimes it's justified. You know, I'm not saying I'm I'm a human being, and you might give a wrong call or the wrong, and people don't agree, and it's people's opinions. I, the only thing with social media, I don't like when people are getting. Really abusive, and I, fortunately, I haven't, you know, such was not not up to that. But some people get really ab- abusive on uh, social media. You maybe say, you know, footballers get in, and not not people like me, celebrities. Not not you know, I'm I'm nobody like. But <laughs> these proper people like they they get some nasty things said to them, and I, I can't understand that. But you know, we're all human, aren't we? You know. But well, you know, it's, it's not hard to be nice to people like. But you know, you can. Yeah, I mean, yeah, expect a bit of stick. It's, mm. it's part and parcel, like. Yeah. So, what are the favourite fights that you've refereed? Then some of the, the uh, big. I mean, there have been some huge ones. Yeah, there's been some huge ones. But to be honest, some of the small ones that I've. To be honest, the area title, central area title. The, the I think, 
it's one of the best titles go not just centrally all area titles two lads from the same area not always from Liverpool but same area fighting each other a, a certain level where they might never go beyond that level but it's their world title and the brilliant fights but I've done four rounders and six rounders where two kids have really you know put up a I'm, I'm there in the ring I'm I'm officiating and you go back to your corner Marking your book and you, you feel like stand there and applaud them sometimes because I have a lot of admiration for all these boxers what what they go through to get to that level they're at and uh, I, I feel like stand there and say well done lads <laughs> I do at the end to be honest I normally always say well done lads to them you know even whether they've got beat or not but uh, I, I think yeah it's uh, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this like yeah but it's yeah, fantastic yeah Radio City Talk, Mark Glyson, boxing referee, joining me. Let's get on to your sporting hero. Then uh, I know we've talked off air about how big a, a football and Liverpool fan you are, but in terms of uh, boxing, I'm sure that's the avenue you're going to go down. There are plenty to choose from from your era. Yeah, there is. I mean, obviously the football, King Kenny's me one, but um, boxing, and it might sound predictable, maybe my age group, but uh, Muhammad Ali is a massive influence on why I got into boxing and what I love about boxing. Like you just mentioned social media. Before social media, Muhammad Ali used to sell fights out by his gob. Like, and um, not everyone liked it. In the early part of his career, you know, the Louisville lip, people didn't like him. It's only his latter part of his career. And when he retired, he's got all this love. Early part of his career. When he come over here in, um, I mean, I wasn't even born. When he come over here and fought Henry Cooper in, uh, it was 63, Fought him at Wembley Stadium. Henry Cooper was like the icon of British boxing, R. Henry. And, uh, and uh, Muhammad Ali was still Cassius Clay then, saying, uh, call number bum and everything. I'll, if I don't knock this bum out in five rounds, I won't come back to America in 30 days. And people were up in arms, like they, they hated him, walked into the ring with a crown on. You know, you've got a queen, I'm your king and all this. And he's done what he said. I mean, that, that fight in particular, like... Uh, Cooper nearly had him out of there at the end of the fourth round, knocked him down and all that, left hook. And um, obviously Ali come back and it got stopped with cuts in the fifth, which he did say, like, you know. But it, Ali, um, all the, you know, when you're growing up and you listen to all the poems and all the everything he'd done, uh, to me, Ali was just fantastic. And he had that time in his career when he, he uh, obviously didn't box in 67 when he, he wouldn't, go into the army, like to go to Vietnam. Um, and some people even then didn't like him because they were calling him a draft dodger, but he stuck to his principles. He was a Muslim by then and he believed in his... He didn't want to go over there and, and fight in, you know, a war that he said wasn't his when he wasn't always accepted in his own country, Ali. And uh, so he stuck to his principles and then he come back in 70. And, you know, we I think by that point he'd got a bit more people behind him. And obviously he fought the fight essentially for Fraser in 71, March 71. Um, he got beat in that fight, like uh, his first defeat. But I, I just loved everything about him. Like I loved Joe Fraser, though, to be honest. Like, And I felt sorry on Joe Fraser because while Ali was out of the, the game, Joe Fraser helped support Ali and even financially. And uh, when when it come to the fight, Ali just called him every name under the sun and all that. But... To be honest, a lot of it was to put bums, you know, bums on seats. He was a, he was a showman. It's part of the game, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like I say, before social media, he was selling out arenas, Ali, by his garb, like you know, and uh, 
and he stuck to his principles. He, you know, a fantastic boxer. And although I didn't ever get to meet him, I believe, you know, a fantastic human being as well. Right, we've got a minute left. We could talk all day, yeah. we really could. But uh, what was it like watching him fight then compared to, to some of the, the fights that we see nowadays? Um, well, there's some good, good ones now, but Ali was just so exciting. He, you know, dancing around the ring, throwing his shots and, and his talking and everything. Uh, I, I, I say he is my idol, like, and the massive part of why I I ever got involved in, uh, in boxing. Uh, he's just... It, to me, the greatest, as uh, you know, he's known by that moniker now, isn't he? You know, uh, yeah, he's fantastic, yeah. And I think it's fair to say that if it wasn't for him, boxing certainly wouldn't be the global sport that it is now. No, that's right. I think he, what's the word, transcended boxing. Like, he uh, he was bigger than boxing, Muhammad Ali. Like, Cassius Clay, Muhammad Ali, whatever names he was known as, he was he was fantastic, yeah. Really and, I, and as an amateur as well, you know, Olympic gold medal in 1960, you know, everything, everything about him. Boxing referee Mark Lyson, my guest on the Sporting Heroes podcast this week. My name's Matt Jones. If you hit the subscribe button, you'll get a brand new podcast every single week when we do our brand new Sporting Heroes podcast. And on top of that, you can go back and listen to some of the great episodes we've done before.